he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. People think that Matt and Rachel are expecting a baby based on an Instagram ad that Matt posted. Did you see this? Yes, I saw it. And it is just so crazy to me that that is the conclusion that people have. I mean, I get why they've jumped to it and like we'll play it in a second, but... This man's not ready for a baby. He's a baby himself. I also think it's funny. So the ad is for a like Nissan. Nissan in the car, yeah. Not sponsored here, guys, but Nissan, you could throw us some cash if you want under the table. Like in the video, thing. it shows Matt like running errands. He says he does errands for other people. Is he like an Uber Eats driver or something? He's like, anyone that asks me to do a task, I run around and do it. And I'm so happy to do it because I have a Nissan. Did you notice it shows him in the car? He's going through drive-throughs going mm -hmm. the right way through drive throughs when we know firsthand that when he, he goes confused. to Starbucks, he gets confused. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did notice that too. Also, it also seemed like half an ad for like sports because then he's like, and then I need to play tennis and then I need to play football. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when he got his tennis racket, like it literally says like, Wilson Tennis or whatever that tennis brand is. And I'm like, who is paying you? Is it just Nissan or is it also the tennis company and also the football company and also the drive-thru company. Maybe it's just a sports awareness. Like I'm making you aware that sports exist because like also sports, you know, like bringing like, I, I know they they exist. I'm not even that sporty, <laughs> but like I know <laughs> tennis is a thing. <laughs> but now you know even more. And I want to know, can I ask Matt to run some errands for me? Because he seems to really like running errands. And yeah, and he seems to be kind of putting it out there that he's available to do so with his Nissan. All right, well, let's play the clips so that people even know <laughs> yeah, what we're talking back about. Back to the story of that, like, oh, people, oh, yeah, and the reason why people think that they're pregnant is because he, in one of his tasks, he randomly puts a red car seat in his car and he's like strapping it in. And one, I saw a comment, and they're, and only a mom would notice this, but they're like, um, the car seat goes backwards if it's oh, an yeah, infant. Like, so it doesn't true. go forward. So like See, he's clear. not ready. He's, he's not, not ready. ready. He doesn't know these things. Um, let's play what he said. I count on my Nissan Altima to get me where I need to go. So that when this day comes, that's right, it's coming. We'll have enough room for the entire basketball team. Okay, so what he says is, um, when this day comes, and yeah, it's coming, we'll have room for the entire basketball team. And that's when he is whole, like putting the car seat into the car. A whole basketball team can't fit in one red car seat, Matt. And yeah, but they can all fit in the car. How many is a basketball team? It, it's a three-seater. How big is yeah, a basketball I was team? Count, I was counting Matt and Rachel as part of the team. Because there's, <laughs> how many people are on a basketball team? Six? I, I actually don't See, know. you don't know sports. You need to be more informed on sports. Okay, we, Stephanie, how many people are on a basketball team? I don't know. Probably more <laughs> than the three kids that could fit in the backseat. Yeah, I think it's like six or something or five. So he goes, it can fit the whole basketball team. There's, it's mm -hmm. three seaters. I know. It's not like this is like a massive minivan. Like this is very much just a casual sedan, a four-door right. sedan, if you will. He also, the, the, um, I just re-listened to it. The He's like, yeah, because I can run any errand as long as I'm not late for tennis practice or <laughs> football practice. And it's just like, I don't get the plug for football and tennis. And also sports. Brought to you by Matt. <laughs> like, why? Why? We know that sports exist. I guess maybe he's just going through like things that he does with his car. He goes to the drive-thru. He runs errands for his mom. 
he plays sports, and that's it. That's all Matt really does. We know this. He needs to go pick up snacks. Like, why wasn't he, like... That should have been one of the main errands. Yeah, like, like I'm going to stop, stop at CVS and get Skittles. Yeah. Moral of the story, he's not ready. This man is not ready to have a child. I don't think by him putting the red car seat in the wrong way proves that Rachel's pregnant. I think people in the comments were like, she's, ex- she's pregnant right now. She's not pregnant right now. I think Nissan probably was like, do us a favor, make a mention of having babies, because then people with podcasts will talk yeah. about it. And now everyone's saying Nissan, 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 not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. I totally agree. I don't think this is a real um, baby announcement. I think they just know mentioning something like this will make us talk about it. And here we are spending it's like when, 15 whole minutes talking about it. It's like when Mari and Kenny were shopping for wedding venues, but they were yeah. really just paid to go to that resort. So everyone's like, well, wait, what's... I looked at the place. I was like, oh, is this a wedding <laughs> venue? So it's it's shady. And I think all it does is shine a light on, one, Matt Play Sports. Two. Yeah. He should probably work for Uber Eats or something. And yeah. three, he's not ready for a baby. I think those are all correct. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to get to the recap room. Last night's episode was so good. But before that, Caitlin Bristow has been one of the alumni who has tweeted a lot about this season. She's not happy with how the season's going. And specifically, she posted something on Monday night when the episode was airing that shined a light on how she feels. So this is what she said. And and the light also shined on her, quote, weird relationship she has with the franchise, which is what stood out to me. Yeah. So she shared a tweet from someone on Twitter, and the tweet had a photo that said Team Rachel, because why are we calling them Team Rachel, Team Gabby? So she writes back and writes, we're not pitting the women against each other. And then as the caption writes, how do we feel about this? I love both of these women. I don't have a team. There shouldn't be teams. There should be connections. I'm asking myself the same thing. Why are we branding it this way? I want to believe it's all worth it if they're happy. I disagree with this journey to get there. P.S. I still love the franchise. It's a weird relationship. Always has been. The last line there is what's really got me. I love this franchise. It's a weird relationship. Always has been. I mean, do you want to know how I interpreted that? I interpreted that as we have a bad relationship. Unless they want me to host again, I'm going to keep the door (laughs) open and not burn the bridge. Um, that's a, that's how I read that, 100%. Right, because, like, let's remind everyone at home, Caitlin was the Bachelorette, obviously. Mm-hmm. She spoiled her own season. She yeah. accidentally, there was an accidental release of a photo of her and Sean B in bed. It went out. People screenshotted it. It went everywhere. They deleted it and just acted like it never happened. And then for years to come, while she dated Sean, she was, like, shunned from the franchise. And then once her and Sean broke up, they like took her back in for some reason. Then she started dating Jason. Then she became the host. So she got back in their good graces. But I think it's all due to like her being able to like grow a brand for herself. Like had Caitlin Bristow just like ended up with Sean and whether they stayed together or broke up and then just like kept doing what she was doing and had not built this like massive empire behind her where so many fans of the show are fans of Caitlin Bristow, I don't think they would have asked her back. I think that's a testament to Caitlin being able to like build a brand that's more powerful than ABC's like stupid beef with her. Sure, but I'm saying, yeah, but it took her not being with Sean for them to kind of take her back, like, to forgive her. Like, remember, she was supposed, she was asked to go on Dancing with the Stars after her season, and Mike Fleiss said no. But do you think it has to do with Sean? Yeah. No, I think it has to do with the fact that, like, 
she spoiled her season and they were really mad at her. She's like talked about this. They were really mad at her. For, she spoiled her season. Yeah, Everyone no, knew that, that he won. And then when they, yeah, like after her season, she was asked to go on Dancing with the Stars. Mike Fleiss apparently said to her, you should be concerned about your fiance, not about going on another TV show. And then like, it just like everything fell into place once she stopped dating Sean. So it seemed to me that like, Sean was like this reminder of the girl that spoiled her season. And then once she wasn't with him anymore, maybe they have beef with Sean. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, well, in my mind, it feels just like convenient timing of, yes, she did break up with Sean, but she was also like probably bigger than she had ever been at that same time too. So they yeah. were like, oh shit, we need to be nice to Caitlyn again. She has this podcast. I don't know. I mean, obviously we'll never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe the beef was with Sean. Right, I agree. What is this weird relationship? I think it's bad. I think this is a nice way of saying, I hate them, but I want to be the host again. (laughs) Exactly. Because she's open, like, she's very open about the fact that she wants to host. She's mad she Mm -hmm. wasn't chosen. Yeah. She said something on her podcast that the ratings have gone down since she stopped hosting, as if her hosting was the reason. That is a bit of skewed data because ratings are just going down in general. I'm not sure if Caitlyn was... Don't get me wrong. I, I like her and I think she did a great job hosting, especially when it was just her. When it was her and Tasha, I think, like we've said this before, it, it became just like a bit distracting because it's the two of them and all their antics. But when Caitlyn had to step up and do the AFR by herself, I think she did a great job. So... I like her. But yeah, to say that the ratings are declining just solely because of her is not really a look at the whole picture of cable television and how it's declining. Also, too, wait, can we just say one more thing, though, in general, this whole Team Gabby or Team Rachel thing? Because that's what Caitlyn is kind of responding to. I take a huge issue with the fact that literally the formal ABC Bachelorette Instagram page posted an Instagram that was like, are you Team Gabby or are you Team Rachel? Yeah. Who approved that? Who approved that after literally they said, guys, they're best friends and we're yeah. not going to pit them against each other. But also so, pick a side. With that, with that post, when you go to the next slide, though, it says Rachel's guys, Gabby's guys. I think what they meant, it was poor choice of wording. Yeah, yeah. I think what they meant is Team Rachel is yeah, like the, Avon. The guys and, that are dating that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Like that's what I think they meant, but they were stupid. And so Blake Horstman, friend of the show, Blake, actually mm-hmm. responded to Caitlin's post and wrote, the wording is just terrible. Why not say Gabby's guys or Rachel's squad? I don't know totally. how this was approved. Agreed. Like Team Rachel. I mean, it's semantics, but... The semantics. But the semantics are bad. And when your job is literally to make good semantics, once again, do it better. Hire me, ABC. I could write better than these people. You totally could. So, Jackie, I got a nice little package in the mail from. Can you guess what the package is from? I was so excited. Um, I don't know. There's just. Can you give me a hint? There's so many possibilities of what it could be. Um, I mean, you can't just tell me package. Okay, like anything. The most exciting package I could have possibly gotten on my doorstep. Was it from Dame Products, perhaps? Dameproducts.com, where I used code She's All Batch and got 15% off site-wide. Yeah. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. So what was in my box of Dame Products sex toys was Eva. So it's the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You basically use it with your partner, and it's amazing. And it's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. I am so pumped. That was in my mystery box on my doorstep. And you know what? Now that you bring this up, I forgot 
forgot to mention, I actually got a package from Dane Products as well. I forgot to tell you. And in it was Air, which is one of their other well-known products. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five different vibration patterns. So you can decide what works for you. Wait, is that the suction vibrator from Dane Products? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, God, just the word suction vibrator, like that's fucking cool. I'm sorry. I know. I know. So definitely check them out, guys. Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So they are obsessed with leaving you satisfied after your experience with Dame products. Power up your pleasure with Eva or Air or any of the other amazing sex toys from Dame products. You can go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch and you can get 15% off site-wide. So that's D-A-M-E products.com slash she's all batch and enjoy 15% off site-wide. Moving on. So Hayden, AKA doggo boy. Well, grocery store, Joe, Caitlin Bristow actually named him a couple of different things. She wrote like grocery store. No Craigslist, Joe, like Walmart version of grocery store, Joe. This guy has been called a lot of different things. I see much more Josh Peck than I see grocery store, Joe, but to each their own, I guess. Well, he um, issued an apology to Gabby and Rachel because we're going to get into the recap, but he had a really bad episode and did not look good on the episode. And he is apologizing. Before we get into what happened on the episode, this is what Hayden said on Monday night after the episode aired. I take full responsibility for not being the man I was raised to be in those moments, especially towards these two wonderful, deserving ladies who I truly do respect. I really hate how this season ended, but this experience was not one I was mentally or emotionally prepared for with current things going on in my life. Despite how everything transpired, it was an amazing experience I will never forget and will learn from. I wish Gabby and Rachel all the best and hope they can accept my apology. I mean, I think that's nice. I think it it takes a lot to admit when you were not being your best or saying the best things and to apologize I think is nice I accept his apology so okay but you know who I think deserves the apology Rambo that dog that you left at home so before we get into this Hayden story why don't we need to relocate this doesn't feel like the right room yeah to really I'm in the wrong this. room you're so right can you meet me down the hall in the recap room yeah okay let's get there okay I'm there. Do you, do you need to bring anything? <laughs> Usually you bring something. No, I, I don't normally bring my coffee, but I'm feeling good. I don't think I need it. I'm just ready to discuss. I'm okay, in the room. Stephanie, where are you? You're late. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Coming. One second. <laughs> okay. Wait, I love how other weeks there's like a garage code. This room yeah. just changes well, location. What if it's a different room every time? Oh, yeah. No, I think that. But there are people that when they listen, they like picture us sitting in the room. So guys, picture us. I just knocked on the door. Jackie opened it. We're now sitting. We're sitting sitting in the room on beanbags. I think we're on beanbags. Okay. Just don't make a lot of noise with that because it's going to pick up on the audio. So true. Okay. So let's recap. Well, let's get into what what happened with Hayden since we're on the topic of Hayden's apology. So. I mean, I must say, as a fellow dog owner, this did hit me hard. But at the same time, I think something I have had to learn as a dog owner is no one is going to love your dog as much as you do. And I think it's emotionally intelligent to understand that. That's what I'll say on that. 
I don't get it. What are you saying? Like, what do you mean? He I, left I mean, the dog though. The people. My yeah, issue no, is that well, you're dying think, dogs at home, and you took <laughs> his fucking stuffy. That is an issue in itself. But I think what we, what Hayden was most upset about was that like he was telling Rachel this very emotional story about his dog is sick, and then Tino shows up, and Rachel's like, "Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Hey, Tino." And so that's what Hayden's like, kind of huffing and puffing about the whole time afterwards. And so then when she pulls him to talk about the stuff that he had said, not to talk about the dog again, he's like, "Wait, but this." is like about the dog right and how you reacted to my dog and I just think that was very misguided yes and so the issue at hand is that Hayden was kind of talking smack throughout the episode he compares Gabby and Rachel to his ex he says that uh, Gabby and Rachel don't hold a candle to his ex he can't Mm -hmm. see how anyone would marry Gabby or Rachel from this season. Yeah, no, he was saying some pretty bad things. And he's actually saying it. It's not just hearsay, which on other seasons it's like, he said blah, 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 but you never actually hear yeah. him say it. He's saying everything on camera. He calls them bitches, right? Mm-hmm. He calls yeah. them bitches. Yeah, he did. We saw his mouth say those words. Meatball brings that to Rachel's attention because Meatball's like, well, fuck it. I know there's no chance in hell I'm winning, so I might yeah. as well ruffle some feathers <laughs> before time, I... boy. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, so he goes, he's the one to tell Rachel that Hayden's saying this stuff, and Rachel's pissed. She goes to address Hayden, and poor Hayden thinks she just wants a second conversation about Rambo, his dog. What I think is weird is when he's talking about the dog, he's like, Basically using the fact that his dog is dying as a reason why he's serious for Rachel. Because Mm -hmm. I would only leave my dog, my dying dog, that only has a few months left, I would only leave him for someone I really like. Although he admitted earlier in the episode he he doesn't doesn't really like her. So, justice for Rambo. And I thought it was really weird that you called the cancer duck, like... His stuffed animal that got him through chemo, you couldn't leave him with that? Like, that's his, like, one source of comfort while you're away on a reality show and you took it? You couldn't just frame a picture? One of the characters in an Olsen Twins straight-to-VHS sleepover video. She's at a sleepover at her friend's house and she brought a framed photo of her dog because she missed him and then she showed everyone the framed photo. Brighton, did you bring a picture of Sam? I miss him already. I feel like Hayden could have just done that. He didn't need to take his a one... framed photo of the stuffed animal, though? Like, <laughs> no. I don't think Rachel needs to see that. Like, no. she's good. <laughs> the dog! Like, Rambo! No, well, I'm... he had pictures of the dog. He didn't bring the dog. You know what I mean? He brought the stuffed <laughs> toy that clearly was Rambo's favorite toy. He stole it from him. You could have just described <laughs> it to her. Like, I think she gets it. <laughs> Rachel didn't need to know about the toy. That's why I'm right. saying justice for Rambo. Like... You're leaving Rambo. Who's he with right now? You took his security blanket, the one thing that, like, gives him peace. Oh, this is making me sad. Uh, So justice for Rambo, then. Get on board. Yeah. And uh, clearly, based on everything you've said, too, with, like, Hayden using it as a reason to prove that he's serious while literally two seconds before saying that he can't imagine marrying either of them and their bitches. And it's just, it's giving me the ick. Mm. Like, it's just, it's sleazy, it's shady, just admit you're here for TV. Yeah. Move on. So, going back to the beginning of the episode, we Mm -hmm. start off the episode, and they're having this man chat, and something that stood out to me right away is everyone is so exhausted. They're zooming in on Erich and Tino and Hayden, and everyone's falling asleep, and I'm like, guys, we're on national television, (laughs) let's... Put a little pep in your step. 
Jesse comes in and tells them that some of them are headed to France and some are headed to Paris. And I'm like, I, I'm not the best with geography, but I'm pretty sure those are the, in the that's same the same place. thing. Yeah. And they're all exhausted, so I don't know how they survived going on a flight all the way to Paris and or France. And then I thought, are we going to run into Greg and Clemence? I did have that thought as well. Did you look for her in the background, like taking selfies in the street? Um, yes, and she wasn't there. Oh, okay. Thank you for looking. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We, we'll have to wait for her to make her um, Bachelor debut, because I feel like it could happen one day. Uh, for sure. And they're definitely, like, eating croissants in the street, and, like, Claymont is, like, eating the croissant, but, like, making it, Taking like, a picture about it. Yeah. Yeah. For her for Instagram sure. story. One thing I do want to bring up about before they went to France is Hayden. We talked about Hayden a lot, so I will just gloss over this, but I need to correct him. He needs to know he's wrong in this sense. He keeps saying when he's talk So... In the beginning of the episode, he keeps talking to anyone who's willing to listen to him about the fact that he called Gabby rough around the edges and she didn't like that. But apparently um, she was the one who had used that phrasing. So he feels like it's not bad that he had said that to her because she was the one who said that maybe, oh, if you don't want to be called that, maybe don't say that. But he keeps saying, I said the word singular. (laughs) Yes. Rough around the edges. And like, sir, are you aware that that is four words? Four and Four. funny, I'm glad that you're bringing this up. And he said it not just once; he said it so many times. I so said it's like it wasn't just rubber. a slip of, of a slip of the tongue. It was yeah. like you really don't understand how words work. Got yeah. it? Okay. Let me teach you how words work. Yeah. I'm happy that you're bringing this up because <laughs> I thought it was weird that he said. I mean, Gabby may have referred to herself as rough around the edges. We know that that could have easily right. been edited out. But I'm like, I don't think that happened. So I actually went back to the previous episode and recorded when he said it. You tell me, does this sound like someone that said something that the other person already said? It doesn't. You know, I I, I looked at that today in my own life and like what my values line up with. And you know, I do have my intentions fully for Rachel. Yeah. And I think you have the bubbly aspect to you, the the goofy aspect, and you're a little bit more like, I don't say rough around the edges, but y'all want people to be very direct with y'all. And yeah, no, that does not sound like. If Gabby referred to herself as rough around the edges, he would he would say something like, you know, as as you said, rough around the edges, something mm-hmm. something acknowledging totally. the fact that it came from her first. The fact that he's like, I don't want to say rough around the edges, seems like he's coming up with that himself. Right. Right. And not to, like, totally dig into, like, last week's episode, but the, even just the fact that he's, like, aligning those traits with, like, his values, it's like, dude, what are you saying? It's just so insulting. You want to know what my values are? If I had a dying dog, I wouldn't, I wouldn't steal his stuffed animal from him. Justice yeah. for Rambo. That's my value as well. Yeah. So, we now move on. Now we're in We, 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 we. Yeah. Tino and Jason, a.k.a. like the clear front runners mm-hmm. of the season, get the one-on-one dates. Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by Jason because we've talked about this and you had kind of brought up that like, oh, people are kind of like sleeping on Jason. We haven't really seen a lot from him, but it really seems like Gabby feels a lot for him. And I agree. And I think we obviously saw that this episode and we saw why. And I think it's very similar to the situation with Clayton and Susie where like, you know, everyone was so focused on like Clayton and Rachel, Clayton and Rachel, Clayton and Rachel. Clearly Clayton and Susie also had a very strong relationship the whole time, but they kind of put it on the back burner so that it wouldn't be 
so obvious that she was the front runner. Um, and I think they're doing the same thing with Jason, that they've clearly had a connection from the beginning. They just haven't been showing it to us because yeah. they want us to be surprised if and when she were to pick Jason. I don't know. I'm not spoiled, but I'm just saying like he obviously seems like a very clear front runner. He, she could pick him. But check out our spoiler videos on YouTube. We have spoiler mm-hmm. videos for both Gabby and Rachel with our predictions. And we won't say them here because I know not all of our listeners want to be spoiled. Yeah. But go to She's All About YouTube and check that out. Did you catch that Gabby flat out says to Rachel when they have their little girl chat about mm-hmm. the date? She goes, I'm in love. She says that about Jason. Yeah, I know. That's like a, a heavy, heavy word, especially in Bachelor Land. She didn't even like say, I'm falling in love or I'm thinking about maybe I would fall in love. She mm-hmm. went straight to love. I am yeah. in love. So both, both dates go really well. They have locked themselves in as surefire. Mm-hmm. They're going to the, you know, the end in some way. Not saying they're yeah. going to be the final pick, but they're going, they're going places, Tino sure. and Jason. But then we move on to the group dates. So this is when things kind of like got really messy. So Gabby gets a group date. It's a boxing date. And we spend the whole time kind of, I don't even know who won the boxing date. I wasn't really paying attention to who was actually like fighting. Yeah. Because the whole date was focused on how Rachel wasn't getting any like flirty eye flutters from anyone on her end. People had issue with this. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, well... I don't, I don't know if issue is exactly the right word, but I definitely, the whole time, like, Rachel is clearly getting very emotional and very upset. She keeps, like, reiterating, like, oh, no one's here for me. No one's here for me. And I just kept, like, yelling at my screen being like, Rachel, that's not true. Like, you have a great connection with Tino. You have a great connection with Zach. Like, we have seen guys here in your group that really like you. So, like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I think there was something going on there where they're really just, like, poking at her insecurities and prodding her and getting her really in her head because the things that she's saying are not true. She has great connections with guys. They do like her a lot. I think there are fewer guys, though, and I think she's seeing that there's a lot of guys that are really trying for Gabby, and she does have Tino, and she does have Zatch, Mm -hmm. but that's probably where it ends for, like, legitimate connections. But at the end of the day, you're only... so far, yeah. Yeah, but you're only choosing one, girl. That's what I was about to say. I was like, does it matter that, that Gabby has, like, maybe... I don't know, how many would you say she has that are strong connections? Like four right now? No. Do you think this is a producer ploy that they made Rachel sit next to Gabby at that date and then all the guys had to, like, confess their love to Gabby and say, Mm -hmm. Nate said, like, really specific, sweet things about her and it was really romantic. They make Rachel sit there. But then when we go on Rachel's bullshit date, (laughs) where's Gabby? Why didn't Gabby have to watch Rachel sniff everyone's armpit? I agree. I think there's just like, they see a crack. They see mm-hmm. a little crack of insecurity within Rachel and they're just like yep. pounding a nail into the crack and making it bigger. Yeah, That's because what, what was the point of her? On. Why bring Rachel's guys, have them sit in the sidelines and then have all the guys say nice things to Rachel? I'm sure the guys, Rachel's guys, like Tino, like she's like, oh, Tino's jumping around. He's not even looking at me. Mm-hmm. They may have like not known that that was like, allow they would i don't know i feel right. like, the guys like she was like, expecting someone to go over and sit next to her it's like i don't know if the guys know that they can just like go sit next to you when you're over there sitting with gabby like judging the competition yeah. i think the guys probably learn now that there are no rules and they could have easily walked over what i think is weird is that when mm-hmm. rachel then walks into the room and kind of scolds them 
Which was giving me Claire Crawley vibes when Claire yeah. kind of attacked the guys and said, like, no one asked yeah, pulling me away, sure. no one showing up. Why didn't anyone then say, Rachel, can I pull you aside for a second? She comes in, tells them, I'm mad that no one pulled me aside. I'm mad that no one's making, like, flirty eyes at me. And then she leaves, and everyone's just like, so, what are we going to have for dinner? Like, no one cares. Yeah. It's weird. I hope that Rachel kind of gets out of this funk. I, like, I don't want this to be a theme the entire season, that they're just, like, constantly poking Rachel's insecurities so that she feels that she is comparing herself to Gabby. Like, I don't want to compare them. I like them both a lot, and I'm rooting for both of them, but I don't want Rachel to be put in that position where she feels like she has to compare herself. Well, speaking of, though, we know next episode, Logan is going to drop the bomb that he's moving from Team yeah. Rachel to Team Gabby. So she's not done. And, she, and we see her in the preview saying to Gabby, like, this is humiliating. Right. And your heart, like, aches for her because this isn't just once, this isn't just twice. This is, like, three, four, five times now. And that's what you get when there's two bachelorettes. But, like, it really is hard on her. And I, I just feel for her. I do, too. Um, and I, I, you say, like, this is what you get when there's two bachelorettes. It's like, I don't know if it necessarily has to be this way. Like, I, could there be another world where they don't? tap into all of Rachel's insecurities and make her break down every <laughs> single episode. Of like, course. Because Gabby I, is so supportive of her. Like, they have a good friendship and a good rapport. I meant this is what happens that, like, it's not going to be so clean. Like, the guys mm -hmm. that came for Gabby won't necessarily all stay with Gabby and vice versa. And that's right. something we said before the season even started. Yeah. Like, how is this going to work? Like, of course there's going to be guys that, like, end up switching feelings. So mm -hmm. it just so happens that it keeps happening more on one side than the other. So it's it's not great. But, like, again, you have Tino and you have Zatch and you have people that really like you. And, like, watching Tino's date with Rachel was like watching Jack and Rose on the Titanic. In the beginning or at the end? Because, like, that that relationship goes on a hell of a journey. Wait, Tino? No, Jack and Rose on the Titanic. Oh. He dies. Spoiler <laughs> alert, guys. No, I... I God, Jack, yeah, spoiler alert, guys. If you spoiler haven't seen Titanic... For like a... 15-year-old movie, if not more so. 20-year-old movie. Basically, at the end of Rachel and Tino's one-on-one -on -one date, Rachel was like, when the ship docks, I'm getting off with you, Tino. Like, when Tino jumps, Rachel jumps. You jump high, jump right. So... So you're talking about the beginning of the movie. Part one of the VHS, so so to speak. Yeah, don't even bother putting in part two. It's, it well, doesn't I would well. never watch the second VHS. Like, as a kid, I'd only watch the first, and it ended so happy. It was a nice little movie you know what's funny tino's like the leonardo dicaprio and then hayden is like the cow mm, that's giving hayden way too much credit but well, I see yeah like yes yeah. <laughs> wait wait because cow's like hot cow's hot not looks wise but like and rich when I mean, he's like um what did he say i put the diamond in the coat i put the coat on her <laughs> and then she's wearing the coat put the diamond I put the coat on her! Hayden could never. Yeah, Hayden could never, but he's he's villain, and Cal's the mm -hmm. villain, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is Cal the villain, or is the iceberg the villain? Who's to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cal's the villain. Ugh, what a great movie. Wow. Yeah. Anyways. To sum up, what's one sentence to sum it up? To sum up, um... The drama's not ending. We're going to... It's going to get worse next week. Yeah. I think this is, like... As sad as it is for Rachel, this has been very good TV. It's not just two girls dating guys, and that's boring. This has been yeah. very dramatic. 
I hope that she gets reminded that there are guys for her, but I think that Logan switching, even though I don't think she cares all that much, I think it's more of an ego thing. Like at, For sure. At some point, you don't want guys to continue to switch. I think all of it's an ego thing, because it's like, like you said, she has Tino. She has Zach. She knows that she has real connections that could lead to a relationship, and all the rest of this is fluff, but it, it is just like, it's an ego thing, because she's mm. not going to end up with Meatball or Logan or any of these other guys. That's what I said. I I made a meme about that. And I was like, after Tino's date with Rachel, I'm like, are we really supposed to keep pretending like these other guys are contenders? Because the ending is getting so obvious now that it's maybe that's why they're showing so much of the drama, though, because if they focused on the actual relationships, it would be so predictable and boring. Yeah, it's already pretty predictable, I feel. I love a good Jack and Rose story, but we already know that, you know, they're going to end up on that that door together floating so there's really nothing right right, there's no big surprise they focus on the disaster aspect right like the the ship sinking the (laughs) water is coming through the ship breaks in half they're falling off Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's what the guys are like playing the music like ugh, that part is so sad i know when the uh violin people like go down with the ship playing (laughs) jesse's like (laughs) jesse's like women and children only or whatever it is (laughs) Yeah, Jesse's definitely the captain with the white beard. Yeah, oh no, I was going to say um Jesse Mr. Was, Andrews. Mr. Andrews. <laughs> Mr. Andrews. Mr. Andrews. You said there's not enough lifeboats. There's not enough lifeboats on this ship. Not enough by half. That's Jesse. He's trying to organize mm-hmm. like how everyone's going to get on the lifeboats. Hayden's already walked the plank. He's gone. But like yeah. who's going to be safe on the lifeboats and who's most important and right. Tino and and Rachel are the ones that like when Tino's like all right hold your breath ready set mm-hmm. and then the one that crashes into the water we're gonna make it Rose trust me I trust you oh guys if you haven't seen Titanic this is not gonna make <laughs> sense to you but also if you haven't seen it like what are you doing yeah it's one of the best movies of all time Seriously. I did make that joke last night, too, that, like, they should, if they send anyone home or someone doesn't get a rose, they should walk the plank and just get pushed off the boat. Well, Hayden basically did. Kind like, she did, brought him to that, like, runway thing, and he just walked. And, and for all we know, he fell into the ocean. Someone did point out. <laughs> no, we don't. We saw him walk onto land. <laughs> like, it literally was just, like, a ramp from the door of the boat <laughs> to literally the ground. <laughs> For all we know, Hayden is floating on a door. Do not take that away from me. Someone did point out, like, they're, like, they're positioning this that they're, like, sailing the high seas. But Hayden walks, and they're clearly docked. So they're not, like, where are they then? Like, well, I think they started, like, going to sea after the rose ceremony. Oh, But I think they were docked for that very reason, because they knew people were going to have to go home. Because that's what I was wondering... Because I think once they were toasting with champagne, you kind of see the boat take off. And granted, that could have just been a shot at a different time. But I was like, oh, that makes sense. They would be docked during a rose ceremony because people need to go home. But sometimes people go home not during rose ceremonies. If they were at sea, what do they do? Does the they person go going home just like sit in their room? I'm talking realistically. Mr. No, if if they go home and they're not at they're not docked, they get Mr. Andrews. He gets a lifeboat. Yeah, no, they put, I was- they put him on a lifeboat, and he fucking hopes for the best. I was saying for real. Like, do they just I'm go to a different area of the ship? Yeah, and, like, I mean, probably that. They get to port. Also, are you happy that you finally get your answer now? They are not on a ship with, like, Joe Schmo's family and, like, I know. all these other oh, people. But also, too, I can't get over how big that ship is for maybe, like, 
50 people. Like it's the cast and the crew. It's such a large cruise ship. And you know, in the media, people are knocking like Kylie Jenner and Taylor Swift for taking private jets. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. It's not really efficient for 50 people to go on this massive cruise ship. That's for that's, like literally tens of thousands of people. They should have just fucking blocked off half the ship and actually had people go on their cruises. Or get a smaller boat. Like, you don't need to have the most massive cruise ship ever. They have medium-sized cruise ships. I also think if you're going <laughs> before... I know we're getting so much into the cruise element, <laughs> but we talked about this so much prior to the season because we weren't sure how the cruise part was going to work. But if you're going to be on a cruise, I've been on three to four mm -hmm. cruises. Why not take advantage of the elements of a cruise? Like, they have, like, these yeah. massive stages. They have all these cool rooms. They have all, like, big buffets. Like, why not, like, show them walking around the cruise and enjoying right. all there is to the cruise? Instead, like, well, if they no might as well just... on the ship. Like, there's no they, way to even, like, work the show. Well, they would have to hire them. But they, it's, they might as well just be in hotels because I can't tell they're on a cruise. Like, I want to see Rachel... At the tip of the ship with her arms out and Tino behind her saying, yeah. like, I'm flying, you know? Why yeah, not? I do know. We do need that element. I really do think the cruise is a logistical element, though. Like, I don't think they're trying to, like, showcase cruising. I think they're just like, oh, we can literally continue filming while we travel. Missed opportunity. No, I know. Also, ironically, when I go on vacation in a few weeks, I'm going on a cruise. So I'll get the no full way. experience of Gabby and Rachel. I'm not a big cruise person, but my parents are like oh my obsessed God. with cruising. I'm obsessed with cruising. And I'm a little disappointed we have yet to see Nick Vial offering towels on the cruise. Mm -hmm. It looks like he's not going to be there. Because well, maybe he'll show up at the next port. Yes, or maybe he'll come in on Mr. Andrews' lifeboat. Mr. Andrews! <laughs> Could you imagine Nick Vile paddling on <laughs> past this massive cruise ship being like, wait, wait, wait for me. <laughs> I can't stop saying, Mr. Andrews! Mr. Andrews! I sound, I am like, I have a knack for impressions. I really should like consider this as a career. Yeah. Nick's like, wait, people have said they're like, please don't stop doing the Nick Vile. So in lieu of Nick not being there giving towels, do I need a towel? Yeah. Do I have one? No. There's no one working the ship, as you said. So, like, they don't have any towels. They're all taking showers and then just air drying. Yeah. It's crazy to me how large the ship is for, like, such a small amount of people. I'm not over it. I'm never going to be over it. And that's that. Yeah. So, oh, so other things to mention. Quincy and Kirk get sent home. Who? Exactly. Okay. Well, Quincy is the one. I liked Quincy because he's the one that hasn't had sex in a year and a half. Oh, 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 oh. And Kirk, I, like, never said anything. And there then... There were a few men who I'm like, I've literally never seen these people in my life. A few men who got roses, even, where I'm like... <laughs> then Rachel sends Jordan home during the rose ceremony, who... I think Jordan, like, after I had to look him up because I didn't know his mm -hmm. name, but he's really cute. I could yeah. see him. If he goes to paradise, I could see girls actually liking him. So those, those are the people that went home during the rose ceremony. And then in the group date rose... Spencer gets it for Gabby, who, and yeah. Tyler gets it for Rachel, who. Oh, I kind of know who Tyler is. Yeah. But yeah. Agreed. I, it's just like their handful of connections are so glaringly obvious that a lot of these men are just kind of like falling to the background. Yeah. And this Logan thing is going to really shake up next week and I'm excited for the drama, but like no one actually thinks, do you really think that Gabby's going to be like, oh, Logan's switching to me. I'm going to now seriously date him. She's too good of yeah, a friend like, to Gabby, to husband. Rachel. Yeah, no. obviously not. 
she would never do that. And I don't think she wants to. I don't think either of them are that sold on Logan. Well, she clearly doesn't like him that much. Otherwise, like, she would have picked him to be on her team initially. True. Very true. So I'm excited for that. Next week is the last we'll see of Logan. I agree. So until then, I'm going to get out of the room. Yeah, I think I need a refresher. Maybe get some water and a eucalyptus towel and get me out of this room. Wait, do you have... Is Nick Vial working in your apartment? Um, yeah, he's showing. He they didn't let him go on the cruise ship, so I just let him do his duties here. <laughs> That's so nice of you. He's, does he does he I make you animal towels? I just let him pursue his passions. He he like was born to hand out towels. <laughs> he makes the little animal towels that they do on the cruises. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna take one second and remind you guys that she's all batches on YouTube. We have so much great content there, and if you haven't checked it out yet, go to youtube.com, type in she's all batch, and you are welcome. It is hours upon hours of quality content for you. Yes, it is very enjoyable. If you've listened to literally every single one of our episodes and you're like, I need more, YouTube is for you. And I just want to let you guys know too, like it's not just like always recycled content from the podcast on YouTube. Like we make content now specifically for YouTube exclusive content. So definitely check it out. There's videos there of us discussing things that we're not going to discuss on the podcast. So it is new content. Yes. And then you can also, because we've only had audio only interviews on the podcast, there are a bunch Mm -hmm. of full length interviews with Blake, with Demi, with Tenley, with Katie Morton, and more to come where you can watch the entire video and you can see how your favorite stars are reacting in the moment when we're putting them on the spot and asking them all the burning questions. So go ahead and check out She's All Batch on YouTube. We officially hit a thousand subscribers, so we are going to be giving away a hundred dollars to one of you guys. So thank you guys so much for subscribing. Keep continuing to subscribe and check out the videos like them comment we check out all the comments and we appreciate the love and that's that and that is that so subscribe now get yourself in the pool for a hundred dollars because we haven't picked the person yet so if you wanted to sneak your way into the contest it's not really a contest but you know all right we gotta go Okay, so we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read about it on air. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you about my, well, it wasn't my real life Bachelor Encounter. It was my friend's Bachelor Encounter. Yeah, so I have um, two friends of mine. Their close friend is actually kind of low-key and up-and-coming pop star, and he was performing at Lollapalooza, so they went to Chicago to see him perform. His name's Jordy, by the way. Plug for Jordy. Um, he's great. So they were sitting in an area with Kenny and Mari and actually got a chance to talk to them for a little bit. And they sent me a video of them just like sitting there together. My friend Tori said that Kenny was like so nice, actually looked so young and him and Mari looked so in love. And they left that whole encounter really feeling like they're like the real deal actually in it for the long haul. And then she also said afterwards, Kenny had messaged Jordy being like, hey, I saw your set, like you did a great job. You guys remember, he's a boy band manager. So like it's part of his work to kind of scout these things and he's like, you know, part of the industry. So I think getting a compliment from him is kind of a nice thing to do. Um, But yeah, they said they're like so hot and beautiful in person and actually seem so in love. Wow, color me surprise. That's crazy. I I know. I like some like, you know, intel like that from someone that you know personally it's interesting right exactly yeah so in case anyone was doubting them we think they're the real deal well your friends do i didn't previously but this is this is inching me a little bit closer now why didn't you think so previously i didn't either yeah but i yes but 
Now all of a sudden you're a Kenny and Mars fan. No, 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 no. It wasn't just this that switched me over. I just think like their pairing is so odd. Yeah. That I'm like, there has to be something real here because it just like otherwise doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know? Remember when they they wrote on Instagram they were wedding venue shopping, but it was really they were going on like a paid vacation and they just had to tag the venue. Like, That's I don't know. Funny. Yeah. I, and I just feel like Kenny bouncing back from Demi to Mari in Paradise before getting engaged just didn't seem like the healthiest foundation. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, they're still together now. So hopefully all's well that ends yeah. well. It seems like it. Yeah. Moving on. We have someone that actually ran into Nate and Michelle when they were together. <gasps> oh, you know, like Michelle and the president of the fan club. <laughs> <laughs> yes former president of the fan club this person writes been listening to your podcast since january big fan oh. thank you uh i live in winnipeg when michelle and nate were here visiting i saw them at the forks they were hanging out with his friends and looked genuinely happy it was a cold day they were hanging out around our ice river trail and just goofing around i honestly wanted to join them not because of who they are but because they were having so much fun that's sad Aww. yeah I'm trying to think, when would Michelle's season have stopped filming? Like, when did it air on TV? Um, it was right when we had started the podcast. Because it, oh, it, it yeah, ended yeah. in, like, December. Her season ended in ended, December. Ended, stopped so airing. This is, so this is, like... So this is January, so they're finally now... Like, they're a new couple, but they're finally to be allowed to be seen in public. No, she said she's been listening to us since January. I don't know when this encounter is from. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, this could be any time that they were together publicly but yeah but I mean like they were so cute and in love and it's sad that they're no longer together but maybe they just stopped having the fun you know having the fun yeah mm -hmm. no I mean that does happen it, it is sad to see that like there actually was something really great there for a time mm -hmm. and it is no longer mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. fan club has dispersed yes temporarily until we get a temporarily new... they're looking for a new president yeah currently Moving on, we have your man TC. Got lots of Tylers lately. So much Tyler encounters. This person was very excited to submit the encounter. So she writes, Aww. okay, my bachelor encounter is from the San Francisco Marathon on July 24th. This is literally last week. Oh, okay. There yeah. was an expo area with sponsored booths and Tyler Cameron was at the degree booth because he's working with the deodorant now. I went okay. up to him and asked him if he was really Tyler Cameron and if I could take a picture with him. I asked him why he wasn't running the marathon since I knew he ran the New York City Marathon because I'm a Bachelor fan. And he said he wasn't up for it this time. I told him to enjoy San Fran. In person, he looks a lot more human than in Instagram pictures, but his body is truly chiseled. That's my encounter. So proud of myself for talking to him. All I was thinking about while I was meeting him was I get to submit an encounter the whole time. So like while she's Aww. meeting chiseled Tyler Cameron in the deodorant booth, she's thinking about she's all batch and how she's going to get to submit an encounter. Oh, that just warms my little cold black heart. Yeah. Just when you think life couldn't get any better, you get to submit a bachelor encounter. I know. I love it. Oh. So he works with degrees. So we know he smells fresh. But again, guys, for future bachelor encounters, describe the scent well i think we could go to the local cvs and smell degree <laughs> deodorant and then we would know what well, the scent is like and then when we're in the elevators in new york mm -hmm. we can just Waft try it. to try to really bring in mm -hmm. you know how like um the pigs search for truffles we could get like the set we were getting the scent but you have to like show them the scent first that's what i mean by that you show them the scent of the truffle and then the pigs run out and they go find truffles I don't know. I was talking about this yesterday. I don't know. This is a very random. I have no clue what you're talking about, but sure. 
in Italy, you know truffles, like the flavor, the, the mushrooms? Yeah. In order to get them, you have pigs sniff them out for you, like out in the wild. Okay, so, so we're going to be the pigs. Yeah, so we're going to go to CVS, get the scent of degree deodorant, and then when we're out in the wild, when we get a little whiff, we'll know to follow the scent. And we'll follow. And Tyler Cameron will be there. Okay, yeah. problems that may, we may run into. Degree has more than one scent. And other people besides Tyler wear degree deodorant. Not sponsored by degree, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if this is a whole ad? Yeah, <laughs> At the end, we're like, use code. She's all bash. <laughs> um, uh, I see the dilemma. I just think we need to start somewhere. And okay. this might not be the perfect path. We it's don't have the path leads right hand. now. Yeah. Okay. yeah, exactly. Got it. All right. So we'll, we'll touch base about executing this project. Yes. Okay. I'll meet you in conference room B. Okay, the last one is about our boy Matt. Oh, the BFFs. Mm, former, TC apparently. Matt, former. I know, I haven't really watched a lot of videos on that, but I'm seeing the headlines. I need to get caught up to speed. Yeah, apparently they're not hanging out as much. Because of Rachel? Not That's because kind of, of making it Yeah, seven. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so this person writes, I met Matt James at One Hotel South Beach. I guess that's the name of the hotel. I was walking I, through That's the- probably in, in Florida, South Beach, Florida. Yeah, but yeah. at One Hotel South Beach. Oh, so I'm guessing oh, that's oh, the name oh. of the hotel. I was yeah, walking yeah. through the hotel gym and him and his friend were walking my direction. I made eye contact with both of them and kind of smirked but couldn't say anything. Then I was like, in my head, I have to talk to him. So I go- excuse me. And they both turn around and we were both just laughing, smirking at each other, like acknowledging I knew who Matt was, but trying not to make a big deal of it. Honestly, I can't even remember what words came out of my mouth, but they were so nice. And his friend was like, take a picture, take a picture. So me and Matt got together. Can I just say this man is beautiful in person and his friend too. After I was walking with my friend who doesn't watch the show and her kids, he started playing so cute with her kids who are two years old and five years old. I can't say enough about how nice he is and exactly who he portrays to be. Looking back at it, I wish I told him that I love him and Rachel together and then I'm mad that he got kicked out of Dancing with the Stars so early. Side note, (laughs) he was walking around the hotel barefoot, which I guess is okay because it's a beach hotel, but damn, put those shoes on. (gasps) I don't think that's okay. Like... You can walk okay. around barefoot in the beach area and at the pool But not area, in the hotel. But not in the lot, like the hotel lobby. Like, who do you think you are, Matt James? Well, wait, even worse. So she sends the photo. They're in the, <laughs> oh, ho- no. they're in the hotel gym. So you're walking And he's around. not wearing shoes? Yeah. And he's wearing a bucket hat. Trendy. Not only is that probably very unsafe for your toes, because there's a lot of things at the gym that you can that's flying all over the place. There's weights everywhere. Oh, but true. Also that, that is so like right, like right. Like you can't walk or you can't work out with no shoes on. Like what if you dropped a weight on your foot or yeah. I don't know, it's just also incredibly unsanitary. Yeah, this is just a disaster waiting to happen in more ways than one. Yeah. Like he's either I gonna really am unsettled by that. I hate that. And again, she probably didn't think anything of it by adding that fact in, but that makes the whole story. Yeah, that is very different than just running into Matt. It's unfortunate because the whole story painted him in such a positive light. And then we get to the end and find out he's walking through the gym with no shoes and he's either going to break a toe or get a toe fungus. Yeah. So, I mean, between Matt walking around barefoot in the gym and Nick not washing his hands thoroughly enough. Bachelor Nation needs a lesson in personal hygiene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Tyler should like give them something because he seems like he's fresh. He's yeah. smelling good. I bet Matt's barefoot because he's no longer hanging out with Tyler. Right. Tyler would have been like, hey, man, put some shoes on and also take a swipe of this degree deodorant. <laughs> Hashtag not spawned. 
Yeah, not sponsored. Also get some hand sanitizer, Nick Vile. Seriously. All right. Well, those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and we may read it next week. Okay, guys, we have JP Rosenbaum here. You know him from Ashley's season of The Bachelorette. JP, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. My pleasure. Excited to do it. Yeah. I was just telling him about his winning smile. It's yeah. <laughs> a showstopper. It's amazing. Wow. So, um, yeah. It's been a while since you've been on TV, though. So how did you end up getting on the show to begin with? That coincidentally, my dear, dear friend Nancy nominated me for the show. No way. Uh, Yeah, I think she actually nominated me to be The Bachelor way back when. And then, you know, six months later, I got a call about being on The Bachelorette. So she kind of started this whole thing. Wow. So basically, she's responsible for my kids. That's amazing. Yeah. And now you work with Nancy. She is your manager? Well, unofficially, officially, yes. She does all of my PR stuff. Amazing. Yeah. But you you said she nominated you for The Bachelor, meaning like to be the lead before even having been a contestant on the show? Yeah. So this was back in 20, I guess 2010. Okay. Um, and I, I don't even know what motivated her to do it. Yes. I think you can just apply whenever, yeah. whatever. And I don't know if there was oh, a interesting. Yeah, I don't know if there was a consistent take the lead from the previous season and put him as the lead for the new season. I, I don't know if that was even a thing back then, but but uh, yeah, she had nominated me for the Bachelor, uh, and then I got a call about the Bachelorette. So, so uh, were you, did you watch the show prior? Never. I mean, I knew about it obviously just from you know culture, but like I right. never never seen an episode. No. So was the goal to? I mean, obviously you fell in love on the show, but when you when you came on the show to begin with was the goal to hopefully maybe be the lead no okay so I I had a career I have a career right I was in real estate construction and um I had come off of I guess a bad breakup a year or so prior and I just needed I just needed a change and I uh I was in between projects and so the timing worked out where I could actually spend a couple months and do it if I needed to Mm -hmm. I mean, I was being optimistic. It could have been only a couple of weeks. Who knew? But yeah, uh, but yeah, just the timing worked out, and um, I figured I would have a great story to tell and come back and go back to my everyday life, and yeah. that would be it. Yeah, not so much so because you had to now be have like the world watching your every move and a little yeah, crazy. It, it was a it was quite a surprise and certainly cold like a, a shock to my my everyday life and my routine. Yeah. So did you know um, Ashley was the Bachelorette prior to getting cast? Like, how did they tell you? Yeah, so no, I didn't. Um, as So prior to going, prior to being selected, you go out and spend a whole weekend. And I don't know if it's still the same way today, but back then you spend a whole weekend in LA with, you know, meeting people and taking all sorts of psych tests and blood tests and all everything. I mean, you're, you're there for 36, 48 hours, pretty intense. And then during that weekend session, they tried to get the reveal of who was going to be on, on camera. So, you know, I was on camera and they're like, and your new bachelorette is, and I was like, yay, I don't know who that is, you know? Oh, so you didn't know <laughs> any of them? No, I didn't know who, I didn't even know what she looked like. I knew nothing, even when they told me. So obviously when I was done, I went online, went to see who she was. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Most people at least like know who's up, up in the running. Yeah, no clue. Yeah. No clue. 
Oh my what God. was your first reaction after looking her up? Like, did you think that you guys would have a connection? Uh, who knows? I mean, she was yeah. cute, like, but, but who, who knows? Like, yeah. I, you know, you're just kind of, I went in with literally zero expectations. Uh, the only, the only thing I wanted to make sure was that I didn't get sent home the first night. The rest, like anything that happened after that, great. Just don't be, A, don't be the, can I curse on you? Don't be the. Go for it. Don't be dick. the dick that gets okay. <laughs> So, uh, and just, just make it past the first night. So I don't get made fun of when I get home. Yeah. Oh, those people that get, I feel so bad for them. You know, it was, it was advised that I should not drink very much. And I was also one of the older guys too. I mean, I think I was the second oldest guy there. Uh, so, you know, I'm in my, I'm 34 years old. All these guys are 23 to 30 and just kind of, you know, part-time trainers and like just yeah. li- living their best lives. And I was just, I guess, maybe a little m- more mature, or at least I you, thought I was. You were marriage material, clearly. <laughs> I, I, who knew? Yeah. Um, or, may- that, or maybe not. Ten years later, depends on how you look at it. But... I mean, you were marriage material at right. the time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, so Bentley was like a huge villain on that season. And I've like stalked him a little bit on Instagram. He's gone completely MIA, but was, he was like a real, like a bad villain. Like he was mean. He said a lot of hurtful things. Do you know if any of that was staged or forced or how much inside knowledge do you have on Bentley? On him? Zero. I mean, okay. first of all, we didn't know at the time that was going on. Like he was just kind of one of the guys there so we didn't know you know as the the weeks went by and you could see that he came up in conversation with Ashley then you kind of got a feeling that something was happening mm-hmm. um and then afterwards I, I mean we were just all caught up in us that you know he was just kind of a part of the past part of the story and so is it uh, true Ashley didn't find out what he was really saying about her though until it aired but you're yeah. with you're with Ashley when it airs. So how yeah. was that watching that live on TV and like him what he said about her? So I was yes, we were together, but we were still not allowed to be in public together. Right? right? Yeah, but, but we you were, were... We were we were seeing each other every two weeks in private, like chaperone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of stopped watching. I don't know if I saw the, even the last four episodes. Maybe I saw the finale where I proposed, but I really stopped watching because. I didn't enjoy it <laughs> at all. Yeah. I really just didn't. And I was like, you know what? It's not going to impact the outcome and where we go from here. So I'm, I'm just going to stop watching. So I know that she was watching and she used to get the clips before any uh, the, the shows before anybody else. And I know it would upset her that kind of, A, they made such a huge deal out of it. I don't know if it was as big of a deal in the moment. Okay. Um, but that's what they do. They have to make a villain. They have to make a hero. They have they have to have all these kind of subplots in between. Um, but it, she was she was upset by it. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I was there and we just talked through it, and then we were just fo- focused on us the rest of the way. Yeah, and I mean that's smart to kind of take yourself away from watching the show if you're not feeling like it's helping. But I think as the lead, she's always being asked about what's going on in the show. She needs to know what's going on, and yeah, that's rough. Yeah, um, I didn't have to answer any questions until right. after, oh, yeah. after the finale aired. And then, you know, so, yeah. Then it was all about wedding. People are asking yeah, when you're going to Yes. Like, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to move in together? Did you, how soon did you know? All that stuff. And, you know, yes, there are interviews that touch on him, but like, I don't even remember those interviews. I mean, I don't remember many interviews, but, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't remember him being kind of a, a post uh, finale a topic of discussion. And I asked though, because nowadays the villains get 
remembered. They get brought onto paradise. They get, you know, the storyline gets longer. And then with Bentley, he was like such a big part of that season and just nothing. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like, I, I've, I don't know what goes through everyone's mind. Like, I know, I know what I was thinking, but who knows the real reasons why people go on? Yes. Yeah. And today it's much different than it was 10, you know, 10, 11 years ago, like instant Instagram following, like there's definitely money to be made. Who knows? And like, if you fall in love, great. You know, if you don't, maybe you just try to make yourself last as long as you can so that it helps your platform or whatever right. you're for. But that was never, never, I, I mean, even on my mind at the time, I don't even think Inst Instagram had kind of just started. To yeah. take off. Um, and my friend Nancy's like, you have to get an Instagram account. I was like, I don't need an Instagram account. Twitter is fine. Uh, <laughs> um, she was right again. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so who knows? Who knows? Like, speaking of money to be made, you had you were one of the couples to have a televised wedding. How do they approach you for that? Are you comfortable talking money? Uh, I, I'm not going to get into this, the super specifics, but I will say that there hadn't been a wedding in a little while. Um, you know, it wasn't immediately after the, the finale that they said, oh, let's start planning a wedding. You know, it wasn't that quick. I would say maybe within six months after the finale aired, they probably approached us and said, hey, do you guys want to get married on TV? And we were like, yeah, let's let's do it. We might as well. We might as well, you know, complete the story. So mm -hmm. uh, it was, was a, that a tough decision to make. Like, or were you guys totally sure you wanted to have it on TV? I. Believe it or not, I was kind of indifferent. Um, I think, okay. actually, and I don't want to speak for her, but at the time, she her biggest concern was that, that it wouldn't feel like a wedding. That it would feel like a production. That it would feel like a show. That like nobody mm -hmm. could take it seriously. Um, and I shared in that a little bit. Um, you know, once we w once we got there and started the ceremony, um, it felt very much like a wedding. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the cameras just fade away. Like, as they did on the show, you almost don't even know that they're, I mean, aside from the fact Chris Harrison was our, you know, efficient, I mean, uh, it just all faded away. And then once they stopped filming, then we went to the reception and they, I think maybe they filmed 30 minutes of the reception. And then we had three to four hours of no cameras and everyone just partying their, you know, partying, partying hard. I was just put it that way. Partying their butts off. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to keep the pain for you. You don't have um, to, it's okay. So yeah, it really was, it turned out to be a, a great wedding, felt like a wedding. Okay. Um, I think we were both pretty happy that, that we did it. And That's yes, we nice. got paid for it, which didn't hurt, you know, and the wedding's free. And um, so. So that um, doesn't hurt, yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely doesn't Doc hurt. Got to send the kids to college, right? I, mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so are other television appearances paid? For example, you two were brought back to come on like after shows a lot. Like, oh, let's touch base with Ashley and JP. I always wonder, yeah. do you need to be paid for that? Not like, do you need to, but yeah, are people paid for that? Or is that you're just coming on to kind of touch base with the fans type thing? Right. Uh, I believe they used to give us like a stipend. You know, it wasn't, wasn't any money to really be motivated to do it, right? Okay. For, us, it was, for us, it really only, only had to do with because uh, she was finishing up her residency and I was working. So it's not like we could just take off on a Monday and go. We had jobs and lives. And so um, we always felt that if it fit in our schedule, we would do it. The stipend, whether, you know, 1500 bucks or whatever it was, I don't even remember at the time, you know, mm -hmm. great like that. And for us, it was more just, uh, 
let's ride the wave. Let's have fun. Let's go. Yeah. If we can go if it doesn't get in the way and we'll just, we'll just keep doing it. And then at some point you're old news. Well, you're not old news still, but well, obviously you're on She's All Batch podcast. You're very much not old news. Well, sorry. I, I was old news until right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got a random memory popped in my head though. One of the times you did one of the after shows, did you do, um, a pregnancy reveal or a gender reveal or something yeah. with one of your babies, but you had already done it. Yes. And no one noticed except me, I swear. And so, I'm like, guys, they, no, they just you, announced it. You are not the only one. Other okay. people, and we, I think we even told them at the time, like, guys, we kind of already did this, but they wanted us to do it anyway for those people that I guess missed it or whatever. So what yes, was it? The gender reveal? I can't remember. I think it was I think it was the gender reveal. It had to be the gender reveal because I know we did a exclusive interview on the first baby reveal. Okay. Um, and I'm sure we would not have been allowed to say it on TV and right. get the exclusive to someone. So wait, yeah. did she do a sonogram? In general or no, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> on the show. Or is that was that I'm oh I'm pretty God. sure they you're did a sonogram and then they're like it's a boy I think it was your son and you may, then you may be right how do I not know this how do I know this I mean, <laughs> so, well this is yeah I'm I, gonna I, um after this I'm going to piece this all together because yes. I remember distinctly everyone on Twitter's like oh my God congratulations Ashley and JP and I'm like they already told us it was a boy right. like we knew I think you might be right okay. I think we did do the sonogram on TV. Well, that's really funny because that just randomly popped in my head, but I, that's so funny that, so, okay. They just convinced you to do the gender reveal just for TV because they wanted yeah, we're something. Just like, Who cares? Let's just, yeah, that's what they want. Just give them yeah. a <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, we always ask everyone on the show this, were you ever given a line or something to say by producers or was there something that you filmed while you were on the show that aired totally differently? And you're like, Hey, wait, like that wasn't how that happened exactly. Or something like that. Me? No. Like I, I or never, did you, did you witness that with someone else that you kind of saw something happening and on the show, it aired differently. So I never said or did anything I didn't want to say or do. And, and at mm -hmm. the time there were definitely producers I'm not going to call them manipulative, but just putting ideas in your head. Hey, wouldn't it be a great idea if you did this? And I'd be like, well, no, I'm not doing that. You know, mm. um, I never said or did anything I didn't want to say or do. Um, but I can understand how people are softly persuaded to act or say a certain, you know, act a certain way or say something. Um, mm. And when it comes to the filming of the other guys, like I'm never there. Like, yes, in the group dates, you're there and they're filming you all together, but I never see the other guys' interviews, right? I never see their one-on-one. So I can't tell you if what they said in the moment is different than how they were portrayed on TV. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. All I know is that I was me. I was genuine. I just, I could not, I, I can't even pretend. That. I remember there was one, like there was one, um, not even say scripted, um, they called them ITMs at the time, mm -hmm. the interview mm -hmm. at the time, yeah. Yeah. where they wanted me basically to recap, you know, the last two months with Ashley. And I was like, fuck, I, gotta, I, I don't know, I can't yeah, do How that. much so, time do we have? So <laughs> if you were to ask the producer that was that was doing my, it, it took maybe four hours because I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. We had like, we had all these points and like to say, I'm like, I just, I'm just going to say whatever comes to my head because I just can't act it out. I can't, it's got to be natural for me. So. Um, so a long answer to your short question. No, I, I, I never had that. 
Wait, Plus, I were... was, also wasn't a dipshit, and there was really nothing. You couldn't portray me any other way than than what I was. Yeah, you're not a dipshit. No, Thank but you. You, but you were in the interview room for four hours trying to give them what they wanted, and you still didn't do it. It was outside. It was in in Fiji, and Alan Gale, who was the producer at the time, he, he was. And you, it must have been 37 takes. I mean, it was a joke at one oh my point. God. Like, we're on 37. Like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. We have to come back. Like, so we finally, I think, got it or they pieced it together somehow. Yeah. But it was, it, was a, mm -hmm. it was a joke. So that was the only time I can remember where something was not even scripted because it was things that I was I wanted to say. But just I had to follow some sort of script because I had to recap the past two months. Yeah. I mean, usually it's like the past two months have been incredible. Yeah, We've, no. Our connection's been great. Like right. it's, really... it's been quite a journey. No, yeah. it, no, this was more detailed. Uh, but I also had to go from place to place too. And like I, anyone that knows me knows I have a terrible short-term memory. It was like, where was that again? Was that yeah. I couldn't remember. So it was bad. And They're holding there. up like cue cards. No, they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even have them there because I think it was just the camera guy, Elon, and me trying to get it done. And 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 it was it was it was funny. That's really funny. Well, I'm going to actually have to pull up the episode and try to see what they piece together of you saying it. And I'll know that it was they may 37 not even takes. Have aired it. They may not even have aired it. I don't even remember yeah. that. Like, who knows? But yes, me and Fiji recapping the last two months. If you can find it, send I will. it to me. I will. And actually, don't send it to me. I don't want to watch it. I'll, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to look into it for my own <laughs> self. Just feel like but I found it. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like 37 takes. I can tell. Right. <laughs> so... We started off this interview with you saying that your friend Nancy um, submitted you to potentially be The Bachelor. You are now a single man, from what I believe. I'm not sure if you are. Were you ever asked to be The Bachelor after splitting from Ashley? No, I was never asked to be The Bachelor. I, I was asked to be on Paradise. When okay. and, and why didn't yeah. you go? So, this was probably <laughs> three months ago. So for this um, season. Oh, so for oh, this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. So so there's only a handful of producers that are still there from when I, yeah, I know. I, my, my reaction, exactly. So uh, there's only like three or four producers still there that, that, that I know. And one of them calls me up and he's like, look, he's like, I'm only doing this because I said I would do it. <laughs> and I know what your answer is going to be. But, uh, and obviously we had a good laugh about it. Uh, absolutely not. Wait, why though? Why? why? Yeah, yeah. I need to I'm know why. Five years old. I have two kids. Like, I, I, I have a life. I have a career. Like, I'm not going. I'm. It's just no. It's a shit show to begin with. Like, no. Ask the 28 year old me. Sure, I would do it. The the 45 year old divorced father of two who's got a career and a life and doesn't like no. You want to pay me 10 million bucks? Sure, go ahead. But like, no, I mean, and obviously they don't throw around money like that for anybody. Yeah. So, and obviously I said it in jest, but the, it, it was, it was, we, we kind of had a good laugh about it. And, uh, you know. So you're saying 45 year old single yeah. father, that sounds like it could be a bachelor story. <laughs> no, guys. No, no. <laughs> I mean, no, no. But I'm in the stage of my life where I don't want to, I don't say no to thing, obviously within reason, right? I have kids and I have responsibilities and I'm not, I'm not um, careless with what I say yes to, but like things that I just wouldn't normally do, I now do. Like, even if it's just meet people or go out or take a drive or wherever, you know, come, come to LA for the weekend. I, I just say yes, because 
if you don't do it, then not, no doors open, right? Mm. And so, and then just life kind of passes passes you by. So I'm all about not letting life pass you by. Okay. Um, I can't put my brain in the hypothetical situation that they asked me or what I would say in that moment. It depends on so many, so many things. Will I say definitively no? Of course not. But like, yeah. it depends on so many things. Like, oh my God. My kids you would be such first. a good bachelor though. And, oh. Well, thank you. My kids come... <laughs> My kids come first. Like I can't have it disrupt their lives. Like, what do I do about work? Like, there's so many little idiosyncrasies to it that I would have to resolve that mm. I just can't wrap my brain around having to resolve them and, and doing it. But I won't give you a definitive no. How's that? I love it. Right. We'll hold out hope for that. All right. <laughs> and you are such a good father. You have two beautiful children with Ashley. How is co-parenting going with Ashley? Uh, I think we've, I'm not gonna say we figured it out because there's always little road bumps, but we've we've got a, a pretty good routine, you know, where we're amicable and civil. And when it comes to the kids, like we seem to be able to navigate it pretty easily. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're 50-50 split. It's like a two, two day on, two day off, three day on routine. So figure that one out. But basically you're splitting your your alternating weekends and cool. your schedule is never the same, but it's all broken up by soccer games and practices and so the two two three never really works out so, yeah so it's 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 flexible okay yeah but but overall it's it's going fine I think when you when you are getting divorced and like you try to think about what the next few years looks like I think we have the best balance for our kids that that we could have hoped for when when we decided to do it so and your relationship with her is amicable and you guys are happy friends well, I, I, amicable yes I, okay. I, we're not we're not friends like we don't you know like we 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 speak to each other about the kids when we need to speak to each other about the kids okay can you tell us about life today are you dating dating yes I mean I I'm dating like Going there's no dates. but yes I go on dates and I mean you know so yes I am dating but there's there's no one to certainly post to Instagram about so okay but no, there's uh yeah, I'm just dating. I'm trying, you know, I think it took me a while to get used to it um, and to be open to it, right? Like when you first start dating someone, at least for me, when you first, when I first started dating after the divorce, I don't know, I, like, what am I doing? Like, how does this work again? And like, am I really open to meeting someone right now? Like you have yeah. all these weird thoughts and, and you basically just go through the motions to, it's like riding a bike and and then you kind of figure it out again. And, um, you know, but I think, am I really open to connecting with someone that soon after we made the decisions? Like, so it took me a little while to get comfortable with it, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And Good. It just hasn't been anyone, you know. Worthy of your rose. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Do the girls that you meet. Like, I've never given one out, by the way. Ever? I just got them all. I not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Do the <laughs> girls that you go on dates with, do they know you from the, does anyone like, did you, would you not date like a bachelor fan? Cause you're like, this is weird. Um, some do, some don't. So it's, it's, I've been in situations where I've been out maybe two or three times where they have no idea. And then the, and then the, you know, the, the talk of either 
not even reality TV, but even Instagram. Like, oh, like I'll tag you in Instagram. What's your Instagram? Mm. I was like, oh fuck, here we go. You know. <laughs> uh, and then you got the look on their face was priceless. Like I, I it, it's it's funny to see someone put two and two together for the first time. And then there are those that are open about it in the beginning with like, look, hey, I know who you are. And you know, they don't ask me, they don't dive into any sort of details on it. So mm-hmm. I haven't had any weird bachelor nation fan. You know, well, there's the occasional random DM that's kind of funny, but for the most part, I make sure that the girls that I go out with, I vet them to the best I can before going. Okay. Um, well, know, that's what you got to do. And only public places. Okay. Um, but, but then yeah, people nothing. can see you and take pictures. Yeah, well, well it, that doesn't happen. I mean, I, that, I've never had that happen recently, especially not on a date. So, okay. Because uh, by the time people, figure out I'm me. It's like they, the moment's gone, you know? Okay. Um, so no, nothing crazy, okay. but, um, yeah. Outside of dating though, like what, um, is there anything that fans can follow you on? Do you want to plug your Instagram or anything? I, I mean, my Instagram's underscore JP Rosenbaum, but you will mostly see just stuff with the kids. Um, okay. You know, I try, like, I only have them half the time. So I really do try to just fill their life with moments. And, you know, there's the occasional person who says, oh, just let them do nothing. Like, well, of course they do nothing. You only see the Instagram worthy stuff. Like you're not seeing them watch TV for two hours, you know? (laughs) Um, But I definitely try to make, just make the most of my time with them. Cause I certainly didn't sign up for raising my kids half their, you know, their, Mm. their childhood. So I just always try and find new things to do and open their minds to new experiences. And so, you know, luckily living down here in South Florida, we've got great weather all the time. I'm an hour and a half drive from so many different things, the Keys, the West Coast, you know, I I mean, so um, yeah. And then my, my, my career is really after my kids is, is my, my career in, in real estate development. And so there's really nothing to plug. I'm just, uh, you know, doing my thing. I'm just doing my thing. We'll go follow JP on Instagram and see photos of his like <laughs> twins doppelgangers. It's bizarre right. how much they look like you and Ashley. It's crazy. They're yeah, so that's cute. What, that's what they tell me. They're pretty delicious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, we love catching up with you on Instagram. And thank you so much for opening up in this interview. We really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and write us five stars on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. And why don't you go leave us a nice review while you're at it? It'd be so nice. Yeah, why don't you go do that? And then why don't you go join our Facebook group? We have created such a cute little community of people that love the show. We talk about the show all the time. It's really, really cute and really fun. And also subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. We already told you that. If you haven't done it yet, I'm mad at you. So I'm not even going to go any further into that. Be sure to check out our sponsor, dameproducts.com. You can use code SHESALLBATS for 15% off and get the most amazing sex toys you've ever laid your hands on. You're welcome. Yes. And make sure you follow us. You can follow Stephanie at SHESALLBATS on all platforms. And you can follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore on all platforms. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. is there anything else? (laughs) Nope. Bye, bitches.